Hey, what's up? Happy holidays, all my friends. Hope it has been good thus far. Hope there's no, you know, drunk, weird, xenophobic relatives spouting off nonsense and all that shit. I hope you're getting through it happy and healthy. So we've got a big show lined up for you today. It is long as hell. Because your boy Birdie was up in the mountains and couldn't watch any of the games, as you'll hear Meech giving me shit numerous times in the episode for that, but whatever. I was having a good time up in the mountains, and Double was sick as a dog, so we had to put the show on hold for the weekend, and we decided to do it all in one go today. So, it is long. And we will get to it momentarily because it's so on. But before we do, I just want to let you guys know that we are now on Spotify. That is right. So instead of watching YouTube like some boomer, you can now go on Spotify and multitask while you listen to Stone Sports. We really appreciate all the support. It's been awesome. And uh, yeah, we've had a little bit of audio issues with the mic still. We're, we're trying to work that out. It's, it's just taking time. We appreciate your patience. And once again, I'm rambling. That's enough. Let's start the show. Welcome to this episode of Stone Sports. I am your host, Bert. With me as always, I have my co-host, Double. Say what up, Dubs. What the fuck is up? <laughs> and my co-host, Meech. Say what up, Meech. <laughs> what up, bro? Hey, I you didn't know if you were going to let him speak. <laughs> I know. He's been fucking going after me right now, man. Well, whatever. Whatever. All right. We're we got a little hot. Yeah, because and we've got a hell Christian of a show. With a fucking ruler over here. Jesus. Ooh. A very stoned Christmas to all of you listening. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, holidays in general, whatever you celebrate. Um, we have a huge show today uh, because, you know, your boy Dubs was sick, so... Uh, we missed, uh, what was that? Well, that would have been yesterday, right? Yeah, we missed yeah. it. So now we're going to cover everything in this one episode. Uh, Feeling healthy. Thanks for asking, Bertie. Uh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're all going to be sick after this show. So you, you can apologize to us after that. No, they're just going to be sick of hearing our voices. That's for, factual. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, I guess we'll let's start with the NBA because I know you said off air double. Yeah, you're hot. So um, I'm hot. Come on in, baby. Let me know what's on your mind. So Jason Tatum's phenomenal. First off, absolute dagger of a play over the Greek freak. Step back three for the win. However, that was put in jeopardy by I will not lie. Top five worst calls I've ever seen. The fucking foul that they gave Giannis. Beach, did you see that at the end? Nah, because I got blitzed and then took a shower right before I hopped on. <laughs> so I missed like the last like I mean I, I saw it on social media, but I missed I watched the entire game up until that point, which usually yeah, the, that's when you watch a game. But. The foul was egregious. I don't know how you're supposed egregious. to defend a tip, like a last second lob to a tip. You can't defend it better than Tristan Thompson did. He did it by the book. The contact was from Giannis's end, and the bulk of the contact was after the ball hit the rim. 
Giannis himself was calling for a goaltend, not a foul. Refs fucking gave him the free throws. Luckily, he missed. Celtics win. But yeah, bullshit call. I watch most of it, and usually I just don't listen to whatever Double says. Uh, because, like, he posted some picture about a Hall of Famer on some Matthew Slater. Any Pats fan will I've legitimately tell you. never heard of this man. <laughs> Any fucking Patriots fan will tell you that that man should be in the Hall of Fame. He's got that like nine, mean he's, a Hall of nine, he's got nine straight Pro Bowls. No one cares about the fucking special teams. I'm just saying. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, bro. His bust in Cooperstown should say the Hall of Famer you've never heard of. (laughs) Because you know why he's stuck on special teams? Because he's not good enough to crack a fucking... But he's the best special teamer that walked the fucking planet. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Listen, I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know who the I, you fuck you're talking need to about. Google it. You I'll, both need all right, to Google fine. It I'll, I'll Google it. But I do think no. that just because he's on special teams doesn't mean he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I got to fight you on that. The only special Mitch. teamer that should ever be, well, other than like kickers and punters, because they're actually important. For the teams, brand. But We're for the brand. I got the hoodie on right now. Yeah, yeah. Punters are people too. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> you lost it. <laughs> Blitzed and a shower, so he missed the end of the. Meech the Martian is back. Meech the Martian part oh, two my God. electric He's, boogaloo. Basically, I'm done listening to this guy's input on sports, uh, but Tatum <laughs> was two actually hours of it, buddy. Pretty fucking good tonight, dude. Yeah, he's phenomenal. All right, well let's uh let's pivot a little bit. Normally it's Meech losing. Nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You see what I did there? <laughs> that was smooth. So I don't know what that laugh was. Anyway, I was not like George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Don't ever say that to me again. What the fuck, bro? Don't do the laugh again, bro. All right. You're fair enough. Fair enough. So let's pivot <laughs> and uh, let's talk about. Uh, normally it's Meech losing bets, but I guess I lost a little bet I made with myself. Uh- and uh, it looks like I'm going to be wearing an I Heart of Etchkin shirt here in a couple of weeks, boys. You <laughs> absolutely will. You will you for sure have to splice that into the YouTube video. We'll post it on the socials. It will be I'll, just get, I'll get a video and I'll just send it to you. And you can put it out in the world. I said I'd do it. I'm a man of my word. As far as like how public I can be, I'll, you know, we're on kind of like quarantine. As long here, as you so. got a mask, right? Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe I'll go to the mall and sit in the field. Maybe you're right. I heart of Etchkin on the mask too. Uh, fine. I'll do it. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, yeah, NHL starting up January 13th. No preseason. No preseason at all. And uh, 56 games, and then they're going to do the playoffs, and then immediately after free agency is going to start, and then they're going to do you know what they normally do. Basically try to get back on track for next year so they can have the next season be normal. And another piece of news, too, that's uh, kind of crazy like literally just happened is uh kucherov for the lightning is going to be out for the season because he's having a hip I surgery saw that he would be yeah the mvp yeah. of the early cup right or yeah yeah i mean I, I can't remember if it was the mvp but he's i mean he was on the stanley cup champion team and he was a big part of it and he's out for the season because of a hip surgery so We'll s- I lightning, think that's going to, yeah, that's fuck okay. the lightning, like fuck the lightning. But I think that's honestly like going to give Boston the best chance to win the cup. Like hey. I really do. Cause I, you know, I know Meech hates on me for saying this all the time, but I really think that Boston and Tampa, at least in the East are the only two teams you can be like, yep. Like they're going to be the ones 
But well, the know. only championship parade I have not attended is the Bruins one. So if that would be the first one after quarantine, it would be fitting. Yeah. Okay. Fuck you. I haven't been to one ever. Uh, <laughs> That's we talked about it last I'm week. All your teams suck. Oh fuck off! I know. I don't need you to point out to me. <laughs> we went through the bird matchups oh, and it still got oh. to Birdie's team's fucking sucking. Jesus Christ! At the, at the end of the day, there's one constant. It's not his team sucks. It's not the first time it's brought up, and it certainly won't last. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Until my team starts winning again, and it's going to be bows. Speaking of winning. Yeah? The Buffalo Bills are AFC East champions for the first time since 1998. Oh, I have since 95. Oh, they win the AFC since 95. I have 95. Maybe it's 95. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Please fact check. Please fact check. (laughs) That's... <laughs> yeah, Mr. Stats guy over here kicking his fucking numbers right. Oh, hold Bro. on, Meech. Did, yeah, you've you've I, been wrong plenty I, of times before. Nine, 1995. 1995, there you go. I got okay. an excuse, though. What's your excuse? I had to take the tea break while I was sick. I can finally smoke again. I'm getting fucking blitzed, and I did these notes. <laughs> Real fucking hot. So if the numbers are a little off, Blame it on the ganja. Ah, word. Nice callback. Way to go, bro. Comedy gold. So how about the Bills-Broncos game? I I think I had a seizure again. Seizure? Seizure? Okay, I'm good. How about that game, though? I I, Again, full disclosure to anyone listening, I basically didn't get to watch any of these games because I was up in them mountains, and there was literally... It's a good thing we didn't have to do the show up there, guys, because there was literally no internet. Like, it fucking sucked. I mean, the trip was good, but not having internet sucks. Anyway, how about the game? Was it uh, – educate blowout. me. Give me up to speed. It was a blowout? Blowout. Blowout. 48-19, Bills. Woo! 11-3. Like I said, they picked up the AFC East in the process. Josh Allen, 28-40, 3-59, and two touchdowns. He also added two touchdowns on the ground, helping carry my fantasy team to a 350-point performance. And in the finals, unlike Michlo over here, Cheap shot, man. Zach Cheap Moss fucking shot. Devin Singletary, 21 carries for 149 and a touchdown combined, and Diggs and Beasley combined for nearly 300 yards receiving. So it was just an offensive showcase. Yo, Meech, when we started yeah. the show, weren't you kind of like shit-talking Allen a little bit? Or am I remembering that wrong? No, no I am definitely not an Allen fan. You coming um, around yet? And, huh? Are you coming around on that yet? I mean, no, I've acknowledged that he's what? been great this season. Um, you know, he, he has looked a lot better. He's looked like he's learned. Nobody rolls out to the right like Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah. yeah it is funny because. We have. Yeah, that's I said that like two episodes ago. Anyway, I think it's funny because he he's kind of the reason. I keep telling my friend Drew Locke could be their quarterback, and he's like, no, I think we need to move on. I'm like, no, I think we forgot how rookies used to play in the NFL, you know, and, like, you have all these hot rookies come in and start off great, and you forget that rookies used to have struggles. And so, like, Josh Allen, his first couple years, did kind of struggle. It's not like he had the cleanest um, performance, you know, as a rookie. You know, he he wasn't blowing people away with his numbers. He was throwing throwing a lot of picks. He was, you know, not making great decisions. And now you, you fast forward to this year, and he looks like a polished product now. 
and it looks like he's just culminated everything he's learned from the last couple of years and brought it into the season. And so I wasn't the biggest uh, Allen guy, and now I'm starting to come around to him. But, uh, I mean, what do you think about Locke? Do you think he's their future double, or no. do you think – said- even last year when people were starting to say that, that they found their franchise QB, I was like, he's decent. Like, honestly, I put him on the same platform. They're not the same quarterback by any means, but I would put Locke and Minshew sort of in the same category where they're NFL caliber, okay. but they're not going to be a franchise guy. Right. Yeah, and I think, like, especially after, like, watching this year, it's, yeah, I don't think that's the future for them at all. But then again, it could be other problems too. Like I, I have a, a a hard time putting all the blame on one player the majority of the time, especially like really in a team sport. I feel like that's unfair. It's warranted in some cases like the Washington Capitals or the New York Mets. Sometimes Florida, Florida football <laughs> blowing their fucking playoff chance. That one guy throwing the shoe a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. A, that's an example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's sometimes there are examples, but I do think that most of the time it's unfair to put it on one player. But um, the Packers and the Panthers game, how did that game go? Again, get me up to speed. So what was weird in this one is if you look at Aaron Rodgers' stat line, you would think they lost 20 for 29 only 143 yards with a touchdown Devonte adams seven catches for 42 and jk scott punted six times but aaron jones carried the offense 20 carries 145 with a touchdown and for the second week in a row carolina gets no pu- no passing touchdowns from teddy bridgewater and the packers beat the panthers 24 to 16 i'm so actually maybe- curious to ask you guys something because you know as as you're both aware, and, and I think I've said it before on the show, but it's worth mentioning again, this this show, this sort of first year of the show is kind of me getting back into football. And so I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on Bridgewater because when I watch him, I actually like him. I, I, I like what I see out of him, but it just seems I like too. he it's like it just seems like the Panthers fucking struggle. So like my question really is like, is that down to him or is that like really just so, so, the rest of the team is not good? Birdie, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I had written under this game, uh, who's to blame for the lack of production the last couple of weeks for Carolina? Because there's a couple things. Teddy Bridgewater hasn't gotten into the end zone two straight games, but they've been without McCaffrey. Mike Davis was great at the start of the season, but he's had two mediocre games in a row. And how much of it comes down to play calling? Because they have first-year coordinator Joe Brady from LSU, right? Yeah, and that just that sounds like a, a kind of a perfect storm for badness, right? A perfect a storm of shittiness. There. It could, you know? right? Yeah, because yeah, I the, I actually think Bridgewater is a pretty good quarterback. Um, I, I mean, I think he's like a solid starting quarterback in the league. Um, and he proved and, that with New Orleans last year. Like yeah, well, and he looked good a couple years when he was with the Vikings, but then he got Definitely. injured. Yeah, so no, I mean. Was, potentially the franchise guy in Minnesota before the injury. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so he looks at, yeah, he doesn't even look bad in this offense. Like, I think they just need to find, I, I think he, like you guys said, it's kind of a perfect storm, but I think they need to find a little bit more rhythm in the red zone. It seems like every game I watch this year has them getting to the red zone and then not in the red zone. So like they'll get right up to it, but they can just never close the deal. They can never uh, cap a drive with a touchdown. It seems like. Trouble finishing. 
<laughs> I see what you did there. But it wasn't it wasn't that bad of a, a score. Like they didn't lose that bad, right? It was twenty four to sixteen, so that's not terrible. It's just you know. But that's what I mean. If you get a little, like you get like Meech right. capitalized on that red zone. Yeah. Just one more time, you have a chance to tie the game. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, if you do it more than once, you have a chance to win the fucking game. Right. Yeah. Talking about a game that's that was closer than I expected. Uh, the the Texans and the Colts was twenty seven to twenty in favor of the Colts. Um, Correct. Why don't you rattle off some stats for me, boy? Well, dude, Sean Watson was 33 for 41, 373, two touchdowns. He also added 25 on the ground. Uh, David Johnson, just over 20 yards on the ground. However, he looked like fantasy running back David Johnson of old. 11 catches for 106. Uh, yeah, he did. He looked like he was bringing it back from, like, what, 10 years ago yeah, now? It's what it feels like. like yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kiki Kuti, 55 yards on a touchdown. He continues to step up as a weapon for Watson uh, without Will Fuller. Although he did drop, he fumbled that the game-winning touchdown or game-tying touchdown. I was waiting for you to throw that one in there. Yeah, because that's, I mean, this team, this game was as close as it was because of Deshaun Watson. Every week it is. I mean, it is, but last weekend he was just running from his life. He actually was able to make some plays against his great defense. But, yeah, that play that would have tied the game, fumble in the end zone by Kiki Kuti, and you're just like, oh, my God, they almost made this a game. On the other end, what buried the Texans was really their lack of defense for – I don't know, the 100th time this season. Phillip Rivers, 22-20. For a lot of twos in this stat line, Meet You ready? Yeah. Hit me. 22, 22 for 28, 228 yards and two touchdowns. Lots of twos. Uh, Deuces. Deuces. from double. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> Rivers. Uh, and on this segment, twos from double. Doubles Deuces dubs. with dubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking three different segment names. I love Doubles it. Doubles and rubles. <laughs> 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 uh, hold on. Like the doubles and rubles. All right, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right, we're good. We can continue <laughs> off the show. I just, I, I, I needed a minute. I think I just had a seizure from laughing. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's Rivers' third game in a row with 115 rating or higher. Uh, To add to that, Jonathan Taylor's had three straight games with over 80 yards. He had an 83 in that one. Uh, Dude, I'm sorry. I got to interrupt you again. But every time you say Jonathan Taylor, I think of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and it's driving me crazy. (laughs) You remember Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yeah, Yeah. I remember him. (laughs) Shit, okay. I didn't think you would. I thought that might be a little bit before your time. Sorry. What was the name of that movie with him and Devin Sawa where they like go out into the wild and film all the animals? Do you remember that movie, Meech? No? No. Okay, never mind. I got us derailed again. Just keep going. (laughs) 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 It's a movie. I swear it's a real movie. movie It's not like Bad of the House, right? No, no. I think it's called like um, Wild America. America. Yeah. (laughs) I told you. Did you just Google it, Double? Yeah, I did. Zach Pascal and T.Y. Hilton combined for 150 yards and two touchdowns. However, both the touchdowns were from Pascal. Hilton led the way in yards. And like you said, 
uh, Mage Watson still running from his life. DeForest Buckner, three sacks. And he's proved to be worth it in the trade from San Francisco. Yeah, he has. Uh, Colts advance to 10 and 4, and they will look to take the lead of the AFC South as them and the Titans are both on a win streak. I and love takes us into. Go ahead. Titans Lions. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I saw the score on that one and I was like, yeesh, big oof. Because it was like 40 something, right? To Not a big oof for this guy because Derrick Henry's carrying my fantasy team. 24 <laughs> carries, 100. Nobody cares a about your I know they don't, but I do. Team. Henry, 24 for 147 and a touchdown. That's the second defense in a row. He's dismantled for 150 ish yards. Uh, Corey Davis, four catches for 110 on a touchdown. That's his fifth 100-yard game this year. A.J. Brown also picked up his 10th touchdown. Tannehill, you guys sold on him being, like, star quarterback? I mean, I think we saw flashes of this in Miami, and I don't know why everyone didn't think it was possible for it to happen. But I've got his numbers it, for the last two years, Mitch. Yeah, and you've mentioned Corey Davis. I mean, he looked like he was about to be a bust. And ever since they brought in Tannehill, he's he's been, been great. He's been a, a solid fantasy player, at least. Yeah, I agree. The Titans' offense is—I feel like they get better every game, and that's without well, the one. Yeah, the later in the year they get better, and it's because, like everyone, everyone has been talking about for the last three weeks, um, King Henry gets rolling this time of year. People don't want to tackle him. He's a big dude, and they just run him, and, and they just they just tire right out down your throat and beat up the opposing defense with that rush attack every year at the end of the year, and and they're gonna make another run at it. It looks, I mean, they're ten and four. Some of I, these records this week, by the way, we looked at records, and I, and I I was just like, holy shit, I didn't realize like they were like that. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was saying right. last week when I was looking at the Browns record, like. I was just like, holy shit. Like it, also, it just didn't we feel that take, way. We want to take note real quick before we get into our first game that differed. We're both, we're both four for four so far. We are. A little Wendy's action. Four for four. What is the next game? Bears-Vikings, right? A little four for four value meal. Yeah, dude. I love the four for four. That shit is delicious. Anyway. Uh, sorry, I'm just derailing us consistently this episode. I'm gonna try to get it delicious. together. Try to try to be more yeah, you like that delicious. I also love how like last time I derailed us, you just moved past it and started rattling off a stat. You're just like, whatever, fuck this nonsense. I'm not playing into it. But um, <laughs> I'll play into delicious. I'm about to go make a fucking. <laughs> I'm about to go make a 2K my player named fucking delicious Davis. <laughs> yeah, delicious. I don't even know where I got that. It's just something I've said for a long. Long ass time. The game was the Bears and the Vikings, and the final score was 33 to 27, which is pretty close. And I did not expect that actually. And who took either. the Vikings? And who took the Vikings? I don't remember. Yeah, that would be me. And once again, they finish right there. Like you look at their yep. stat lines every week. The oh for Birdie was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> You you look at their stat lines every week and you you don't understand why they're not winning games like well I do I, I can understand why it's one person's name and I know we said you can't blame one person in a team sport <laughs> yeah. if there's one yeah. person who needs to be in this conversation I mean I'm just saying 
And within five minutes, Birdie contradicts himself. Yes, I did contradict. It's been more than five (laughs) minutes. Hey, it's been like 15. No, you say it double. I don't want to muddy my mouth with his name. You say it. No. No, I'm not going to say it. One of us has to say it. All right, so he who shall not be he named. Shall, I was just gonna say, <laughs> who kicks who the ball? We'll say that. Dad Bailey. Dad Bailey. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I mean that to me is uh, maybe Dad not this Bailey's week. had a go, maybe. and it's wide left. <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh, now he's done it again. Maybe not double this week. Dork. But uh, most weeks of recent memory, I think it's come down to Dan Bailey. So, Dude, yeah. I feel this is the Christmas episode, and I feel like we're Elf on a Shelf every week for Dan Bailey, dude. We <laughs> are seeing everything this guy misses. We, yeah, dude, we, we are just looking over his shoulder at the worst time. And every week, I feel like I expect <laughs> to see the transactions report and Zimmer having cut him. Yeah, and and wasn't it last week they asked him if he was going to kick, and he was like, we'll see? Yeah. I remember you saying that, Meech. Yeah, last week they asked Zimmer if we'll see Dan Bailey on Sunday. He said, we'll see. Did he kick? Like, again, I didn't watch any of the games. Did he actually kick the ball at all? He did. Did he make it? Yeah, he actually went five for five. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe I'll I'll uh I'll backpedal a little bit on what I've said, but uh, nah. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. I was waiting to get the jabs in before I actually gave you guys the stats. On it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he did go five for five. It wasn't enough. The Bears picked up the win, thirty-three to twenty-seven. Trubisky, pretty solid game. Fifteen for twenty-one, two hundred two yards. I uh, did have an interception, which he threw behind his receiver. That one was pretty ugly. David Montgomery has been a fucking wagon the last couple weeks. 32 carries, 146, and two touchdowns. And really, the run game is what pushed this one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I don't know if Nagy started being smart or something, but I think he realized... uh, He's finally running the ball, and they're winning. Yeah, maybe we should run the ball a little bit. Like, it it seems like... It's funny, because, like, back when Andy Reid was in Philly, I feel like he took so much heat for not running the ball. It's like 60-40. I feel like some of these new offenses are like 80-20. Like you just never see the running back. And yeah, the last two weeks they've had a balanced game and, and you're starting to see that pay off for Mitchell Trubisky. Kind of like it, it, it has paid off for Baker as far as when there's not as much pressure on him, he does better. Um, and so Trubisky's looked like a quality quarterback the last three weeks. Yeah, but, I mean, it's kind of been, like, tilted in favor of the pass for a long time. I mean, maybe it's more tilted now than it was before, but it's been that way for a, quite a while. You know, even as to, like, a but casual reviewer like me, it's been saying, tilted. One of the first guys who you looked at their pass run differential and you're like, oh, my God. But I swear to God, he never gave up on the run completely like they are doing now. That's what I'm saying. Like, he used to be, like, a 60-40, 60 pass 40 run kind of guy, and that was a huge difference, I feel like. And now it's like you're seeing like an eight to two ratio out of pass to run out of some of these coaches. Right. Like that. Yeah. So let's move on to the Seahawks and the uh, Washington football club, the Washington club of football, which uh, by the way, are we going to talk about it? What you are going to talk about it in the preview. What, okay. What you said in the, 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 the item that dubs yeah. loves to track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in the preview. I'm not so sure we're talking about the same thing. But anyway, we'll we'll move on. And uh, if we don't touch on it, I'll touch on it then. How about that? Boom. Way to go. Compromise. So 
How about the Seahawks and the Washington Club of Football? It was, again, closer than I thought it was going to be. I believe I said it was going to be a close one. I think you did too. I, I can't remember. Um, I'm sure someone if who I listens did it, to I the show, it. if anyone listens to the show and if they're eagle eared, I guess they'll remind us that you did. But you said if I everyone didn't, knows. I thought it. Everyone knows <laughs> eagles well renowned for their ears. Wilson, 18 of 27, 121 yards is what. Washington held him to despite that little of yards they did not sack him once which is kind of shocking but we did point it out on the preview show uh they had struggled against mobile quarterbacks and that's what Wilson yeah. did he ran around avoided shit but right. their pass defense was solid locked down uh Chris Carson 15 carries for 63 they did pick off Dwayne Haskins twice who threw 55 times for only 295 yards that's kind of a lot for not that many yards. I mean, it's still a 300-yard day, but if I see 38 for 55, I'm expecting close to 400 yards, you know? Brady game. It was like dinking and dunking. All yeah. Of because they don't trust him to throw anything that could get intercepted. That's why. Like, Ron Rivera almost had a heart attack, I'm pretty sure, when Alex Smith came out of this game with a calf cramp because he just he hate, he hates Dwayne Haskins, and with good reason. I mean, he's just yeah. a clown. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> um, but, while but, I was diving deep into Red, uh, football club Twitter, uh, people want Logan Thomas, the tight end, to play quarterback this week. <laughs> I told you, dude, Washington sports fans ends. are the worst. They're the worst. They want the I tight end to play They're QB. the fucking worst. I he told does you. have experience. He was drafted as a QB like seven years ago, but but he looks he, super promising as a young dude. That's good what I'm saying, in, dude. Well, he's not that young. How old is he? He got drafted like a while ago. Really? Yeah, 29. Yeah, that's not that young, especially for a football player. It's not young. He got drafted by, I think, the Packers as a quarterback. Trippy. Cardinals. 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 Okay. So where did they really fall short then, Washington? Because they obviously fell short. So they were coming back. They had a chance for the game-winning drive. Haskins threw an interception. Ah, there it is. That's what I'm saying. The defense had Seattle, like, locked down. They had the offense in a position to win. And for, I mean, again, the hundredth time this season, we see their offense come up short, not being able to do it. We had a couple shows at the start, Bernie, like, first few episodes where we were watching Washington football team come back and to just pick, 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 yep. pick. Yep, I can remember. Yep. Same shit, man. Ooh. So they also got lucky with a call that was a helmet to helmet call that basically gave them a touchdown at the end of the game to get them close. Like I it was ridiculous call. Uh, I think it was on KJ Wright and he hit McLaurin and they called a helmet to helmet on it and it totally changed the fortunes of the Washington Football Club and almost gave them a comeback. All right. Yeah, that's so the next tough. game is going to be Ravens-Jags? The Ravens Patriots and the Jags? Dolphins, I believe, what you're, what you're bypassing is, what? Is, is that game. Yeah. Huh? You know, the game that oh, you said. Oh, right. Oh, he, the this, game that this, you this said. slippery little motherfucker. Yeah. This no, no, sli- the game you slippery said, little bastard. I'll put, it, 
I'll put a check mark by that I'll when I said that the bait. Dolphins would yeah. win, dude. You motherfucker! You specifically didn't put it in the rundown here so that I would gloss over it, and then you just tried to do my job for me to gloss over it. No way! You're not getting away with it. We're talking about the Pats and Dolphins. Go, Meech. Let them have it. Go. Floodgate is yeah. open. The floor is yours, Senator Meechlow12. Please <laughs> let us know how hey, you guys, feel. I gotta get up and go pee. Uh-huh. Sure you do, bud. Sure you do. <laughs> Get a yeah, water bottle because your ass is sitting down for this. We're eliminated <laughs> from the playoffs for the second time that I can remember in my lifetime. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow, but I think I can deal with it. Yeah, you I, can. I would, we have support groups, bro. It's gonna... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you have plenty of support groups on fucking deck for that kind of thing. Fuck off. To uh. Two, I thought, would have three picks, I believe I called. He had one. I thought Damian Harris was going to go for 150-plus yards. He didn't play. He was a scratch before the game. Maybe those contributed. I don't know. We might have to make it a caveat game. We no. did give up 122 yards. Are we yards. going to have to make it a caveat game? <laughs> we gave no. up 122 yards on the ground to a guy I've never heard of. And Matt Breida also had 86. I... It's tough. I don't want Cam Newton playing anymore. He's really bad. Whoa! Yeah, no, he... It's the last... Ever since he had COVID and came back, it has not Can I tell you guys good. my new... Like, this is what I want to happen in the offseason? Sure, yeah. Let us, let us I have want, it. I want the Jags to lose out. I want them to draft Trevor Lawrence. I want them to trade us Gardner Minshew. And I want to run with the mustache in 2021. <laughs> I think that's a pretty solid plan, dude. I, I believe in that plan. You got me. Yeah, why would you not want that? And, I mean, Bill was looking at drafting Baker. He has that kind of attitude that might be right up Bill's alley. I dude. think he's had Tom for so long. Like, Tom is fiery, obviously, but he's not going to be fucking... He's not tackling cops drunk like Baker Mayfield. He's not doing fucking. <laughs> he's not stretching in a jock strap in the locker room before his rookie debut as a seventh round draft pick. Like it's. I think Bill wants an asshole. The other rumor I heard was that Jimmy G is gonna be coming back. Well, yeah, my my fucking my guy, fucking Josh Rosen signed to the 49ers. I can't wait. Anyway, we'll we'll I, get to that later. Yeah, yeah. All we need to talk about is that the Dolphins absolutely neutralized the Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots. Mel Gibson in the Patriot. <laughs> Mel Gibson starring in the Patriots. Meech Gibson. <laughs> Meech Gibson. Totally got to work on that meme. It's going to be amazing. Anyway, but sorry, yeah, Meech. Go ahead. Bill, the stat that you were here next year will be Bill's 8-21 and 21 now against rookie quarterbacks, as predicted. Didn't think they'd go into Miami. They play like shit there every fucking year, and they lose. Okay, so now we can move on to the Ravens and the Jaguars. Minshew, 2021. Yeah. Speaking yeah. Now into we can get huh? to Dub's boy, Dub's boy Minshew. I fucking, I've latched on to him. I, I get it, dude. You gotta, you gotta, I call, it's, well, I don't call it, I didn't come up with this term, but people in the Mets world and uh, in the Rangers world call it mental gymnastics. Where it's like, okay, well, like we didn't we didn't do anything this year, but like we'll do this next year, and like everything will be fine. I do that pretty much every year, so get used to it. It's coming your way. But again, the Ravens ravaged the, the Jags. 
It was yeah, the forty to fourteen. First place in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. They took it away from the Jets. They did. The Jets took it away from themselves. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they really did. did. I do not understand why they did that, but we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, so the Jaguars are now winning the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. The Jags punter was a scratch right before the game. So they didn't have a fucking punter. And so I'm watching the game, and they're going for it on fourth down. And Andrew Siciliano on the red channel, on the on the red zone channel, was like, I'm not being facetious. They don't have a punter. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was gonna catch heat for saying they didn't have a punter like calling their punter out or whatever so he's like i just want to preface this by this the fact that they do not have a punter on the roster today do you think that's like a tank move no i they, they are just bad um and i mean i mean, I mean dude it could be a tank be move like let's look at it this way if they do that i mean they're it's it did them like they did the right thing like they're you know they're in the lead now for that so i mean it could be a tank move bro that's all i'm saying but like i've said before i get my tinfoil like conspiracy theory hat on real fucking quick when it comes to sports so don't I take mean, what i take what i said the grain of salt. and then they won so you know I, I i'm still convinced they're tanking and that they're like such a shit show that it was on accident and they're just like oh fuck what do we do now although maybe not anyway back <laughs> to the jags um this one was a blowout it really came down to the run game on both sides uh lamar jackson 17 of 22 243 three touchdowns he had a good game to the air 35 on the ground with a touchdown dobbins and gus edwards combined for 100 yards for the third straight game and on the other end the ravens defense held james robinson to 35 carry or 35 yards on 16 carries that's his least yard since week six when he had 29 and jacksonville uh keeps shooting themselves in the foot they're the most penalized team in the nfl they added seven this week for 67 yards against themselves jesus christ last week they had 10 god damn that's tough so let's move to another birds game uh, it's, bird not a matchup. Bird, it's not a bird matchup, but there are some birds involved. <laughs> the Dirty Birds playing Tampa B, which that's yeah, the way I'm going to introduce them now forever. So get used to it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and just like you said a couple shows ago, Double, the Tom Brady has beachfront property in Matt Ryan's mind. Dude, just like you said about <laughs> Washington fans in um, birdies. Yeah, in Bernie's mind, dude. This man cannot lose to Matt Ryan. He can't. Matt Ryan has a fucking name tag that he puts on before every Tom Brady game says, Hi, my name is Tom's bitch. Dude, they were down 17 going into the half, dude. Down 70 every time. And they had that fucking picture. It was the exact same pose of Brady in the Super Bowl down to Matt Ryan. And Brady down 17 to Matt Ryan on Sunday with his head down, hands up, and then you see him fucking come back and win the game just like he did in the Super Bowl for my Patriots. Yeah, yeah and I looked at the box score um, yesterday, and they scored 21 points in the third quarter. Like, that's yep. fucking ridiculous, dude. And all of their weapons are starting to click. Evans had six catches for 110. Brown had five for 93 and a touchdown. And Chris Godwin also had a touchdown. Uh, the other side, Matt Ryan, 34 for 49, 356 and three touchdowns. So he did improve over 
the turnover fest that was a couple weeks ago, last week, whatever it was. It's been a long few weeks. Uh, they still wasn't enough. Brady in the passing game came back, won the game. Uh, Devin White added three sacks on the defensive side, and the Bucks number one rush defense stays at number one. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you just you just saw. Like you said, this Buccaneers offense is starting to click. They're starting to get those reps in together, starting to get the timing down, and they looked a lot smoother for the second week in a row now um, than they had previously, for sure. They they look like they're going to make a push here. Yeah, Falcons have lost five of six, so they're not going anywhere, obviously. But it's at the top the of the draft board. Definitely. So speaking of two teams who are uh, not really going anywhere this season, we've got uh, 49ers and the Cowboys, which was a high-scoring game, but you know sometimes that can happen when you have two teams that aren't so great. How was the game, though? You know, seeing as how I didn't watch it, I did notice that there were points scored consistently through the game, though, which is always nice. You know, it's not the one dull. place. The one place the Niners may be going is a different direction at quarterback because Nick Mullins fucking sucks, and CJ beat hard. Came I, out with five of seven. Such a strong a name. touchdown. Such with his fucking game. golden locks, bro. He they call him Bethard. It's not. It's nope, beat it's, hard. It's fucking beat hard, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it uh, is. Mullins had two touchdowns, uh, two interceptions on 21 of 36. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, who's been like underrated, one of the best rookie receivers in the series, been great. Kendrick Bourne, 13 and 159 and two touchdowns for those two combined. Eric Armstead had two sacks on the defense, but they did have four turnovers, which we said in the preview was going to be their downfall if there was one. Zeke didn't play. Tony Pollard, 12 carries, 69 and two touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb also brought a touchdown back. First time we've heard his name in a few weeks, it seems like. And Andy Dalton played well enough to get the win. Dallas picked it up, 41 to 33. They still suck, though. Yeah, they yeah, do. And Nick Mullins is going to get Tommy John surgery on that elbow. He will be out of the picture. It's one of the reasons that the 49ers brought in my boy Josh Rosen. We'll see if he can compete for that job or not. I don't know why they had Mullins starting to begin with. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense at all. Every single game he's going to pick or two. No, you're, that's, that's true. All right, so let's get to the bird matchup. Where we were all wrong. We're all so hyped that we we're the on the Cardinals. same side. I took my fucking Cardinals. We were so hyped about I, it. I was shocked you did not take the Cardinals. Uh, I should have. I got so excited with the bird matchup. And I was like, we're all on the same side. <laughs> fucking roll with the Eagles. Yeah, did yeah. not work out in our favor. I felt like a Philly fan just getting fucked by the Eagles. <laughs> Yeah, dude, because they do this shit where they almost win every game. And that's why I thought last week would be the same way. Because, And that's why I bet so much money on the Saints. Because it was like, this is what they do. They come back just enough to lose. And that's exactly what we did. You know, we couldn't come up on the final drive of the game with a touchdown. Um, and, and we ended up losing, you know, not by much. Um, but I will say... This was a great game. Again, the Eagles, as much shit as the NFC yeast, because they're rising up and beating people, although not this week. Uh, <laughs> I like that. That's good, man. I'll yeah. give it up for that. So they're rising up and beating people, and, and the Eagles almost did that again this week, but they, they just they didn't get that last touchdown that they needed. Am I the only one that loves Aqib Tlaib in the booth? He is just... 
it it cracks me up, dude. I didn't hear him, but I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the highlights because you've been raving about it. Yeah, dude, gonna, I'll I, go it's back just and so to different from what you normally hear, like bland, whatever. It's a keep to leave. You know, the guy that had a feud with Michael Crabtree pulled his fucking chain off a couple times. Like it, it's fun. Like his commentary is funny to me. It, it is so different than everything else you see. Like it, it's it's it brings a different energy to it, and I kind of like it. And a yeah, lot of people I mean, are mixed on it. We've been talking about that together for a, a while now that like the NFL needs to mix it up on their like commentators. It needs to be like updated. It feels a little dry a lot of the time. All the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes there's some good stuff, but it does feel dry mostly. So anyone who's willing to shake up the status quo, as they say, like um, you'll get my support because I'm really, really tired of hearing like the same corny jokes if any jokes at all like every fucking game every fucking time it's obnoxious and then just wrapping it up jalen hurts look good a second week in a row yeah um 24 44 which that's not great numbers fuck up 300 huh 24 44 338 three touchdowns that's what what you stepped on my stats <laughs> I thought that's what you were I'm talking about. I'm leaving that silence in. It's too fucking up, funny. Like, I can't it's too fucking funny. <laughs> I was literally Damn. about to say it, and Beach just starts rattling them off. I was like, dumb. Because Birdie was about to transition, so I was like, let me just say, her yeah. having another good game, and then move on. No, I, I, I uh. I appreciate you uh, checking me there, Meech. Double. He also had 11 carries for 63 touchdowns. Yo, double. Yeah. Do me a favor, man. You're a little angry right now. Take a heat. Go take a bamboo schooner. Chill out, man. You're just coming in hot. I need you to relax a little bit, bro. But. <sighs> Woosa. So. Woosa. This so next game. Step on his stats line. <laughs> Mitch, I came at you a game, little I tough. A I did come in. at you a little tough. Yeah, yeah. He came in real hot. You gave it back I have to a, him like real I hard. have a really good idea that will bring it back, though. Oh. I'm going to find a picture of the fattest guy on the Eagles, the Giants, football club, and the Cowboys. I'm going to put them together. I'm going to tag it NFC Feast. That's really good. I really like that. Yeah, way to go, man. Content creator dubs. Content creator extraordinaire. All right, so look, I got I got something I want to say before we talk about the Jets-Rams game, and that is that if you remember, this was almost the game that I picked. This was almost one where I was like, the Jets are going to win, and I'm going to be an edgelord asshole here. And I didn't pick I it, did and I that. went I with the Eagles. So not forgot. only did you almost pick the Cardinals, I almost picked the Jets to win, which would have been a phenomenal pick. Possibly the I best pick forgot. so far. And I just, for some reason, I was like, oh, it's not possible. But then... Um, the impossible was made possible or was it really i don't know again i didn't watch the game so talk I, me through how exactly this fucking happened i was looking through the stats and literally the only thing that stood out to me was that the rams were two of 11 on third down that was the only thing i could find that would suggest that the jets won that game right uh, well i mean if you watched it it was a different story the jets stalled out the rams run game they couldn't get any play actions it. going which is mcveigh's big thing is play action pass so once the jets stalled the run game 
they couldn't get that going. Then they just kind of stalled the Rams offense and they did literally nothing until I believe midway through the third quarter, they showed up because I had $120 riding on this game between two parlays and then straight up, because I was like, there's no way. There's just no fucking way, no way that the Rams are going to lose to the goddamn Jets. And they wouldn't have had they chose to come back earlier than halfway through the goddamn third no, quarter. No, you're you're right. I just looked at the box score. They had zero points first quarter, three points second quarter. They didn't score a touchdown until the third quarter, and they only scored one. And then in the fourth quarter, they scored 10 points. So, yeah, yeah, and it was like at the exactly back right. end of the third quarter. It was like 10 yeah. minutes in to yeah. the third quarter. Yeah. yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, so I was watching my team get their playoff hopes fucking trounced on. And 6%. I was got it 6%. I got a text message from my dad saying, Are the Jets going to fuck up their first pick or something to that extent? And I was like, wait, what? I checked the score and I was like, holy shit, the Jets are about to win. Which like brings you to the point that if you're a Jets fan, you have to be so, all right, if you're a logical Jets fan, yeah, let's rephrase that. If you're a rational Jets fan, you have to be so fucking angry at what just happened. Like just lose the game. Like you don't need to win this game. It doesn't do you any fucking good to win this game. It literally does nothing. It doesn't mean you're a better team. It doesn't keep any of the players on the roster. Like it does nothing for you to win this game but give up the number one overall pick that's all it does it's the dumbest thing i've ever go, seen if you want to go back to the butt fumble days you know the playoffs for the jets right um, i watch it once a year <laughs> yeah you want to lose this game and makai beckton the left tackle that's the future of this jets team fans rooting for us to lose aren't real fans and I just thought, no, they just want to see a consistently good product and have the long-term future of this team change. When you have this many draft picks, when you have this many draft picks, you want your team to lose because you just see stock and you hope that your team drafts well with those five or six picks that you've accumulated and then you can move forward like the Browns have done where they had all those picks and then they finally started picking smart and now they're a playoff team, and they might win the the AFC North. So I mean, yeah, it, it, that's what you want. And so when he said that line, like those aren't real Jets fans, I was just like, no, they just want their team to rebuild instead of trying to be like the Knicks in a forever right like churn of yeah, just and shitting. well, and like football too is like a whole different ball game because like in every other sport you have like farm systems and like prospect pools that you can like allow them to develop in football. You could argue that draft picks are even more valuable because like they have to hit, like you have to hit with them. You don't get a chance to just, I mean, you can sort of, but nine times out of 10, you don't get a chance to develop them. Like you would on a baseball team or a hockey team, like give them a few years to cook. Like they got to come right out and just fucking hit. And like, and yeah. And you saw that this year, especially a lot of the people and all the coaches were saying that a lot of the, these young guys that are on the bubble of making an NFL team now won't make an NFL team because they don't have the reps that they usually have in the off season and with the preseason games. And so like you said, it, they don't have a farm system. They have to draft and hope that that kid cares enough about football, loves football enough to make that be the only thing in his life, basically, and focus purely on football because you know that everyone else is doing that on every other team. Um, 
and yeah so like it, it, that's that's why a lot of people are like oh we should get rid of the tanking you know in the nfl and i'm like i think the worst teams should get the best the best picks and it hasn't helped nba like everyone uses the nba as a model how many teams tank in the nba every year it doesn't work i mean it can they work to a, a degree but again, yeah, when yeah, you have a lottery too, yeah, like it can work. Well, that's yeah, but that's saying, an anti-tanking like, measure, but like it can work to a degree, but in a sport in which you don't have some sort <laughs> of prospect system, a farm system, if you will, you can't like, if you take out tanking, then the teams that suck are just going to fucking suck forever. Like that's the way it's going to be. Like you can't I have mean, it both ways. You know what I mean? Like you either have to you have it one way or the other. You can't even take out tanking. The no, you can't take it out completely. Tanking measure has one of the worst tanking problems. Yeah, no, I mean the NHL did it too, and and it works reasonably. Like you can't completely eliminate it. Like that's never going to happen. But you can introduce things that discourage it, for lack of a better word. But again, in a sport like football, where you don't have a prospect system then you can't do that because the teams that suck, if they can't, like, there's going to be no way for them to really get out of it at that point if there's, like, an anti-tanking, you know what I mean? Because it's like they can't just stock up players and develop them. Like, that that's fucking stupid. You, you either have it one way or you have it the other. You can't have both to me. Like, that's just... Can I propose a new term for a team that's in this constant, like, pit that we're talking about? Yeah, the purgatory? Yeah, what's the term? We call it a shit cycle. <laughs> like the Browns just got out of their shit cycle. The shit cycle, yeah, they they are out of their shit cycle too, dude. That's for sure. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the Browns. One of those records that I looked at, and and was like, no, no, they they could win the North if Pittsburgh keeps sucking. They're, That's what I was saying, close. dude. That's what I was saying, dude. Like, I was completely shocked. Like, and you brought up a great point when we were talking about that. I think it was the last episode. Meet you were like, it's just the fact that they never like blow out games. They're always close games. But yeah, I mean, Jets are tanking for sure. <laughs> That's just moral like, of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got on a goddamn tangent <laughs> from that Jets game, dude. Yes, we did. I mean, I mean, I was trying to move us along with my Browns. But hey, 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 let's go. We'll fucking bring it from a shit team to probably the two best in the NFL right now. Yeah, that didn't get prime time like we covered last week. Yeah, it they didn't get prime too. time, and it was close as fuck. It should have been in prime time. That game was awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, sad Drew I Brees. It. The only like the Saints, if they got better uh, play from Brees, they would have won that game. Yeah, and if that they play the same game in the Super Bowl, if they do meet in the Super Bowl, which is an if. Yeah. The, I see the Saints winning that game if they play again. Patrick Mahomes, 26 of 47, 254 and three touchdowns. And on the other side, like I said, Breeze was held to 15 of 34. He did have three touchdowns, but that is a terrible completion percentage. It was his first game back since the injury. Uh, Alvin Kamara added 54 on the ground and 40 through the air on 11 carries. Yeah, and I mean, you heard you you heard a lot of, you know, Breeze wasn't healthy and all that stuff. And the whole reason he's back is because if Taysom Hill started this game, it wouldn't even have been that close, I don't think, honestly. No, uh, it have been. They will get better. Breeze will get healthier, and they'll look like the same old Saints. Um, this, but sure. this was a game that the Chiefs have been doing all year. They haven't been winning convincingly, but they win. I mean, they smacked them on the ground with the ball. They had almost 180 rushing yards against the Saints. Yeah, 179. And I'm going to give you some other stats that would – like suggest that the score would be 
a lot further apart than it was. First downs, Kansas City led 34 to 15. Third down efficiency, Kansas City was 9 of 18. New Orleans was 1 of 11. Kansas City also had 23 minutes more of possession time running 31 more plays. Right. And that's why I'm saying, like, they're not, people are saying they're not winning convincingly, but, but those, the, the time of possession and the being able to keep the ball out of Drew Brees' hands and just drain the clock. Like, that right. shows and how every, dominant of a team they actually are. In every minute of that, it was crucial in a three-point game. Yeah, and it looks like when you look at the breakdown, it looks like it's really just like the first quarter of the game that kind of kills the Saints because they don't score, and Kansas City consistently scores throughout the game. Like They've got right. a touchdown in the first three quarters and then 11 points Kansas in the City, fourth. all those weapons, they're just such a threat to score in any single play. Well, and this year like they've, they, they've confirmed that they can, they can score – Anyway, on the ground or in the air, they don't have right, to and they weapons. can play defense. Yeah, and well, their this defense is good enough to win championships, and that was the big move. I mean, I I think I said it a couple weeks ago on Twitter. Ever since Tyron Mathau has come, it, He's it's so been, good. It's crazy. The Honey Badger so has just turned this fucking defense around. Also, Steve Spagnuolo is a is a good coordinator. You would know he won two Super Bowls against you, but. He's a good coordinator. He was in the NFC East for a long time, and, and he always does just enough not to lose games as a D coordinator, even when he doesn't have the greatest defense. Fuck Eli Manning. I do respect Spagnuolo. Yeah. That defense was disgusting. That was one of the best defenses of all time. That line, Tuck and young JPP, and fuck, that was scary. Yeah, I mean, that's how they won two Super Bowls against yeah, you guys. Literally. Pressure. Just they basically Brady. built the blueprint. Pressure from four. You're good. Yeah. All right. Well, we were talking about, we've talked about it actually numerous times on the show, and that's the the Browns' record, uh, which improved this week because they beat the Giants 20 to 6. It had to have been because of our Brown oriented episode last week. Yeah, because we just had a poop show. And when I was trying to title <laughs> it, dude, it was like four in the morning, and I was like, oh my God, I've got to come up with a title for this episode. Yeah, all you could think of was, was poop. The shit show. I just kept thinking of poop, poop, poop. And I, was, I couldn't think of anything that worked. And then I heard you say, blame it on the ganja. And I was like, boom, double saved me once again. My guy. But anyway, yeah, like I said, it was that 20 put me to in six. a favorite co host status, asshole. Uh, yeah, it did. Why don't you. Um, just relax, because you're in the VIP section now, man. Chill out. Pop some bottles. All right. Well, I wasn't last week. Oh, speaking of smoking weed, I got to declare something real quick before we get to this Browns-Giants game, okay? I'm going to officially, without any, either of your permission, declare Method Man the patron saint of Stone Sports. Let's think about this, okay? He's a sports fan. He played sports. His name is Method Man. He's named after weed. He was in the movie How High, and his first solo album is called Tikal which is a weed reference. So I really just think he's got to be the patron saint of the show. Anyway, that's that. And there's no discussing it. We're moving on I to the Browns. Gi- <laughs> We're moving on to, I'm glad you're in agreement, Meech. We're moving on to the Browns. Giants All those game, in like favor say yay. <laughs> yay. 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 Anyway. And it yeah, passes like I, in a unanimous vote. <laughs> what up, meth? Uh, <laughs> like I was saying, the score was 20 to six. So, I mean, I don't know if you'd classify that as a blowout. I do. I don't know where you stand yes. on that, but to me, it's a blowout. You know, it's not if surprising. You watched it too, this is what I actually got to see a lot of. Um, the Giants' offense just looked inept. Colt McCoy, pew pew, nineteen of thirty-one, two twenty-one. 
but he was under, I believe, six yards per attempt, which is really fucking low. They and it was only on two team. field goals they scored, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Okay. Okay. Correct. No yeah, that's touchdowns. Tough. That's tough. They also had nobody over 75 yards individually on offense, running backs, receivers, tight ends, nothing. Uh, Cleveland outscored or outdid them on first downs, 24 to 14. And the Giants also went 0 of 2 on fourth down. So, like I said, just an ineptitude on offense that killed them. Baker Mayfield continues to be great. He's been putting up good game after good game after good game. And they didn't have that rush attack that they have the last few games. Um, Giants are top 10 against the run. You're right. They did. They stuffed Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. They are both under four yards per carry. Yeah. I I mean, barely over 100 yards as a whole. Chubb usually gets that by himself. So they definitely stopped that. But they didn't give up on it. Um, Chubb had 15 attempts, 50 yards, and just not giving up on the run made Baker all that much better. Um, like you said, he had a huge day, no interceptions, and like this was a blowout. It, it wasn't the Seahawks versus Jets 40-3, to but this was about the same feel to it, honestly. They just dominated them. And the Browns, like we said, are right knocking on the AFC North door, bro. Let's move it to another AFC North matchup, another door that got blown off the fucking hinges. The Steelers have dropped three in a row yeah i was gonna say it like the jets was an upset but this is kind of crazy too because it they dropped another game but they dropped it to the Bengals, dude you know yeah, two so, huge upsets this weekend yeah um and the steelers lose to the Bengals with ryan finley at qb and not only Seven do they lose 13. to the Bengals, they lose by 10 points too you know what i mean yeah. like that's that to me was like what as uh, double-digit road favorites, they lost by 10. Yeah, that's crazy, man. What happened in that game exactly? So Juju Smith-Schuster posted seven TikToks. He got one embarrassing hit on him for three catches, 15 yards, and a fumble, and a full plate of embarrassment. He danced on the fucking logo, and he got blown the fuck up by the Bengals. And so, <laughs> yeah, that shit is not going to play anymore. Mike Tomlin went into the locker room after the game and said, you cut that shit out. He came out and apologized for it today and said for the betterment of himself and his teammates, he will no longer be dancing on logos. I think that's a good fucking plan. Yeah, I would say so. I would say uh, so. I don't know how that's going to help this offense, honestly. It won't. Uh, Big Ben looks old. <laughs> He looks old. He looked great at the start of the season. There's a little bit of wear and tear going on there. Fucking 20 of 38, 170, a touchdown and a pick. That's his third bad game in a row on that losing streak. He got outplayed by Ryan Finley, even though Ryan Finley only threw for 89 yards. He was the star of that game with the 47 yards on the ground and the big 20-yard touchdown at the end. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about it numerous times. We've all expressed concern about the Steelers. And, you know, in the beginning of the season, everybody's saying, like, they're the best team, they're the team to beat. And I guess their record spoke that they were the team to beat. But all of us at some point expressed concern about whether or not that was actually going to hold up. And I do think that now we might be seeing that, you know, prophecy kind of come true a little bit here that they might be i mean there's no might they are faltering they so are you know fault. yeah you know it's i guess it's better to do it now than it would have been earlier in the year but 
it's still happening, and and I think our concerns were justified. I think I'd rather it happen yeah, at the beginning it, of the year because now they don't have enough time to figure out what the fucking issue is. Yeah, I guess well, so. It's just sometimes you can is, dig a hole, you know. The issue right. is their defense is injured, so their right. offense was never super amazing this year. They just scary. found wins, yeah, ways to win games, but the defense always stopped the opposing offense. They're missing right. so many bodies on this defense now. They just can't stop anyone, and their offense isn't clicking. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a that's a valid point. They so, have no run run pass balance. People know Roethlisberger is going to drop back and throw, and they stop it. Yeah, no, that's you're you are absolutely right. There's my boy Meech with some quality analysis. So. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know what time it is, Meech? Come on, Meech, give us one, one time. Come on, one time on the show. Come on, Come on Meech. Come on, Give us a preview. Preview. Yeah. Yeah. That's my boy. All right. Preview. I'm disturbed <laughs> by myself. Right there. All right, let's get right Shameful, into this because really. we are uh, – we're running long here, boys. So let's get right into this. First game on the list, Viking Saints. Who you picking, Meech? Uh, I'm taking the Saints here. Um, I'm sure Double is also taking the Saints here. Uh, Drew Brees is only going to get healthier with another week's rest. Um, the Saints won't have Michael Thomas. He has only played half of the games this year after receiving that massive contract. Uh, they put him on IR right before this week's game. He will now miss three games, obviously, so he missed one already. He's going to miss this next one and then one more. Be ready for the playoffs. But despite that, I still think the Saints are going to win this game. Um, like I said, Breeze is going to get healthier, and they just they make shit happen. And this defense, that defense is, is not even underrated. I mean, I, they get credit for being one of the best defenses in the league. They're one of the best defenses in the league. Third in the NFL against the run and seventh against the pass. They did allow 179 rushing yards last week, but and they'll be up against it again with Dalvin Cook. Uh, do, Kirk Cousins has been sacked 13 times in three games. I think the Saints pass rush is going to be able to get to him, and their defense is going to be good enough to keep them in it. Like you said, Drew Brees is going to look a lot better with another week back uh, with the offense and healthy. So I am also going to go with the Saints. Okay. All right. What about uh, Tampa B and the Lions? Who are you picking there, Dubs? Let's flip it. Uh, I will go with Tampa Bay. Brady, 390, two touchdowns last week. Uh, back-to-back games over 100 for QBR. Like we touched on, all of the weapons made an impact. So probably look to see the same against the Lions defense that has struggled this season. Uh, Detroit's 30th in opponent QBR and against the pass, they allow 265 yards per game. And on the other side, DeAndre Swift has been their most effective weapon and the Bucks are first in the league against the run. So give me the Bucks. Yeah, I'll take the Bucks here as well. Although Ronald Jones missed his first week of the last game. Or, wow, I just had a seizure. <laughs> missed his first week of the year last game. Um, and is doubtful of, according to Arians for this week's matchup. So, um, the Fournette was decent, have... huh? 
Fournette was decent last week. Yeah, I mean, Fournette should be be able to be decent. Um, yeah, that's but true. Ronald Jones has looked like the far superior back all year. They won't have another game with him, but like we both said, they're going against the Lions, and the Lions just are a shit show. All right, so next game is the 49ers and the Cardinals. Uh, who are we going to take? Dubs. Let's go Dubs again. I should have picked the Cardinals last week. I'm not doing that again. We're taking the Cardinals. Murray had his first 400-yard game last week against the Eagles. Hopkins was a big-time factor, and he was in the first meet against the Niners. I don't expect that to change. 14 catches for 150 yards in that one. He's got 1,300 on the year, over 100 receptions. I expect Kyler and Hopkins to just dismantle the Niners, honestly. Yeah, Hopkins. I mean, I, I, I can't remember who was broadcasting that game, but... They go, why would you trade this guy ever? And, was it and that's Tlaib? true. Was it that, wasn't that the Talib game? Nah, Talib was. No, Talib was Eagles cards. Oh, so yes, it was Talib. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dolphins and Raiders. Now we got to it. Well, wait, did Meach, are you taking the Cardinals too? Yeah, I'm also going to take the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. That was my whole, my whole point was uh, <laughs> Talib said that, why would you trade this guy? And I totally and completely agree. There's no reason you should ever trade Hopkins. He carried this team to victory last week, and they're going against just a hugely depleted 49ers. I've picked them the last three weeks. They have not served me well and therefore i'm off the train this week although josh rosen would make them a better team uh now we can move on okay so let's move on now that i have meech's permission thank you sir uh we're gonna move on (laughs) thank you sir we're gonna move on to the dolphins and the raiders and uh for me this is a tough pick so i once again it's another one of those games where i'm curious to hear who you guys are gonna pick i think i know but um i'm gonna go with the Dolphins, the Raiders, as we've talked about, have been faltering. They have one win in the last four weeks, and that's over the Jets. Despite that, uh, Mariota looked decent last week. I think he could be a starter somewhere next year. Darren Waller has looked phenomenal. Nine catches for 150 yards. The second time in three weeks he had 150 yards. I will look for him to be as effective this week. Because on the outside, they'll be locked down by Xavier Howard with nine interceptions. The Raiders are 25th against the run, and the Dolphins ran for over 200 yards against the Patriots last week. I will go with the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Dolphins yeah. stan, so that's who I'd pick. But I was just curious who you'd pick double, really. I, I, but, Meech, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, bud. No, you're good. Um, I, I was just going to say I'm, I'm going to Dolphins, too. Um, just like I said, this team, I didn't realize how – how far ahead of the other two teams in the AFC East they are as second placers. So watch obviously you have the Bills in watch first, and then the Dolphins are right there. Watch your mouth. I mean, you don't have to watch his mouth <laughs> if it's fucking factual. Yeah, the Jets They're are not the fucking right leagues above them. We split the series. Seller <laughs> dwellers the series. right there, bud. Seller dwellers. All right, all right, Dubs. We calm gave them down. the biggest loss of the season. Calm down, Dubs. You'll have plenty of time to air out your grievances at the end of the show. But, yeah, the Dolphins, I- I'm going to pick the Dolphins. 
Although it wouldn't shock me because the Raiders yeah. do this. They'll lose games and then win games. They You're like, okay, we're giving that's up why, on the Raiders. That's why I was win. saying it's a tough pick because it's like, you know, like I said, I'm a Dolphins fan. I believe that that team is on, on an upward trend and, and they're going to be really good if they get the right pieces, you know, in, in the coming years. But once again, like you said, the Raiders have a habit of like losing games and then just coming and winning a game like out of left field, if you will. So that's what I was saying. It's a tough pick, but I agree with you. I think the Dolphins are the right pick and will probably edge this game out. You mentioned trending upwards. Yeah. Team that is trending upwards is the Ravens. Yeah, I was going to say. Them this week. Lamar Jackson, three straight games over 100 rating. Their offense has scored 34 plus in three straight games. Um, the Giants did hold Cleveland, like we talked about, to barely over 100 yards last week. Hunt and Chubb are both under four yards per carry. So they will have an upward battle facing a good Giants run defense, but I will take the Ravens who are clicking, and the Giants offense really can't do shit. So Yeah, I mean, I, I think this game is going to be a blowout because the Agreed. Ravens are just miles ahead of the Giants. You can see opinion. this one being like, 40 to like 14. That's what I was going to say, like 40 to 10 or like 40 to 14, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Who are you picking, Meech? Yeah, I'm going to go Ravens here. They have looked. It's funny. It's 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 kind of funny. You see these runs that teams have gone on this year where, where they'll start off hot and then they'll finish like cold or the opposite happens. And it's weird to see these like three or four run game runs basically where they just rip off four wins and you're like, oh shit. And that's exactly what the Ravens have done. They've won the last three games and they look to have found their elixir that was bugging them so much uh, after the first couple games they played. Um, so they, they played a couple good ones and then they went on that, that, that run of bad games. And now it looks like they're on that run of good games again. But yeah, against a good run defense, but Lamar Jackson makes is different. I mean, it's different accounting for the quarterback as a runner. For um, sure. So I, I I think that they'll be fine. And I think that, like you guys said, it's probably going to be like a 45 to 15 game or something. Yeah. You know, some, and I mean, some kind of weird score like that. This week is like the te- the picks are, are pretty easy. Um, speaking of another pick that that's easy is is the so Chiefs. The guy and the that Falcons. doesn't have to make them every fucking I, I, game. I, I know, but I'm Jesus. just saying a lot of them are pretty fucking easy here. I mean, like Ravens Giants, that's obvious, you know. Um, but anyway, speaking of an obvious pick, the Chiefs and the that's Falcons. What someone would have said last week about the Bengals and the Jets. This one, <laughs> <laughs> Bengals and the Jets. Anyway, Bengals and the Jets <laughs> had to do it to him. I mean, I think so Chiefs Falcons is an cover. easy. It's an easy pick. You got to take the Chiefs, right? Easy, yeah. The Falcons have no pass defense. Uh, Travis Kelsey is leading the league in uh, receiving yards, and Tyree Kill is an absolute fucking weapon. So I, this one's easy. Yeah, I mean, what what are the Falcons? Not only are they a bird team, but they're also a dome team. They're going outside, <laughs> so we hit the weather report. Yeah, with me. let's go. Hit us. Well, it shouldn't play too much of a factor, despite them going from the dome to the frozen tundra, because it's not going to be so frozen. Uh, Arrowhead Sunday is supposed to be 48 degrees, partially cloudy. They do have <laughs> snowstorms bookending 
the game. So the game day is supposed to be nice, but right afterwards you have snow flurries. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe, you know, that cycle jumps up a day or two and what kind of role of weather plays in this game. Uh, but e even if it played no, no issue in this game, no, no, um, I can't think of the word right now, but uh, played any part, played any part in this game. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the, the Falcons are just bad. Uh, they've lost five of the last six, and like we've all said, the Chiefs. I mean, they they're just so goddamn good. They're, yeah, they are. They're gonna win another one. Like I, it just they just look so good. Yeah, and like Double said earlier, like they they have no defense. But even if they did, I still think the Chiefs would find a way to win. Also, I think every time Meech, you go to do some weather, I'm gonna make like a little music sting that's like -na 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 -na, and I'm gonna play it right for you do the weather. It's gonna be <laughs> fucking amazing. amazing. Yeah, that was the meteorology so minute with me, Chad. <laughs> All right, so I know I said that uh, a lot of the picks are pretty easy this week, but now I'm looking at the list and I might be an idiot because I think Panthers and the Washington Club of Football is not such an easy pick. Now, here's what I wanted to get to, and then Double will get to what you want to get to. Will do. Are we going to call someone out for stealing the Washington Football Club from us? Are we we were that? not. We were not. <laughs> okay. That was not what I was doing. <laughs> okay. No, I don't want to start that part. <laughs> We'll just sweep that one under the rug. <laughs> all right. I'll, um, all right. That's fine. We won't start that fight. They'll live to fight another day. But what's your grievance? I'm, I'm curious to know what it is you want to air out here. It's his well, favorite stat to track. Dwayne Haskins has been hanging out with James Harden, boys. Lou Williams has gotten the boys down there. Club countdown. Oh, yeah. yeah Picture okay. surfaced this week of Dwayne Haskins' face buried in a stripper's ass. Uh, I mean, no, ma no mask. Him. I mean, no can mask. Blame him. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, in the ass with no mask. With in a coach oh that God. just got over cancer. Okay. Fuck that shit. All right. I the was second, making jokes, but I'm not laughing anymore. The second violation of COVID protocol by Haskins this season, uh, week five or six, he was caught again by Ron Rivera trying to bring a woman into the team hotel. Uh, he was stripped of his captaincy. He did not play a good game last week. Like I said, I was in Washington Football Club Twitter, and they want Logan Thomas, the tight end, playing this week. So that's how they feel about Dwayne Haskins. Well, knowing that now, I'm not going to give the Washington sports fans the typical amount of shit that I would give them because I'm on board. Like, you know, it's one thing if you want to go bury your face in the ass with no mask. But if you got somebody in close proximity that just got over cancer, bro, like that's unacceptable. Like go fuck yourself. Like you're right. Despite that's James that, Harden levels of dickishness. Despite that, I am going to take Washington. Uh, they're fifth in that, they're, <laughs> I am also taking Washington. Why are you taking they are fifth against, uh, I accidentally, I swear to God, I accidentally wrote fifth against the ass. <laughs> Hey -oh! <laughs> oh man, if we oh ever get God. bumper oh stickers made, we gotta have a bumper sticker that says Stone Sports, fifth against the ass. <laughs> it's 0-2 against the ass. Fifth against the ass, number one in your hearts. <laughs> That's pretty epic. 200 yards per game they allow through the air. They held Russell Wilson to 125 last week. They're tied for sixth in sacks. And Teddy Bridgewater has no touchdown in two weeks until the Panthers prove to be otherwise. I view their offense as inept, and I will take the better defense. I'm also taking, Are we on the uh, same side on every game? Yeah, right? 
Yeah, uh, we have been so probably. Far. Um, yeah, I'm taking the football club here because two huge things. CMC once again is not expected to play for the Panthers. They will once again be without one of the most dynamic backs in the league. Um, and he would really help their red zone offense, I think. Even if they don't focalize like focalize. If if they don't put Vogel. the focus on giving him the ball as much as they possibly can in the red zone, he would give you just another option to be successful. They haven't had that. He probably won't play again. So Ron Rivera, who hates Dwayne Haskins with good reason. He's a fucking clown. Uh he's immature and he lost his captaincy, which for a quarterback is kind of just a given. Um, but Alex uh, Smith left this game, the last week's game with calf tightness was replaced by Haskins. But afterwards, Ron Rivera said that if Haskins would have gotten injured, as Smith is the only other QB on the roster, he could have come in and played. So I think Alex Smith is going to be starting this game. With Alex Smith starting the game, I definitely trust Washington Football Club way more than with Dwayne Haskins. And that's that's it. Yeah, I want a shirt with McLovin on it that says Fogelized. <laughs> Fogelized. It's pretty good. All right. So. Browns and Jets. Once again, we're back to an easy pick because I think this pick is easy as fuck. But are we? Yeah. Are we? Are we back to an? E- are, what? I don't understand what you're saying. You've confused me. You well, because I mean, you the almost picked the Jets last the, week, dude. The juggernaut yeah, the, that is the New York Jets. <laughs> the juggernaut that is the Jets who beat one of the best teams in one of the best divisions <laughs> in football. I don't know that it is a toss-up, bro. Uh, I think that that's, being said, I think that's an anomaly. The, I'm going with the Browns. Baker yeah. <laughs> rating over 103 of his last four. Uh, in those four games, he's got 1,232 yards, 10 touchdowns to only one interception. So he has been absolutely electric. Jets are 29th against the pass. They are top 10 against the run. So we may see the same kind of situation where Chubb and Hunt aren't at their peak. But Baker has been good enough to get them past the Jets. So. Yeah, the Brown. I'm also going the Browns here. The Browns um, won't overlook the Jets like the Rams did. Let's just all be honest. The Rams, we're moving on to next week uh, to borrow a Coach Bill phrase. Um, yeah, but that's not going to happen again. We're on the to Browns, Seattle. Yeah, we're on to Seattle. <laughs> on to week 13. On to week 16. Whatever. Uh, we're on to I don't Cincinnati. know why I threw a Southern accent. <laughs> yeah, I was say, why Bill's, Southern Bill's not Southern at all. Yeah, <laughs> Cincinnati. Every time I see him from now on, I'm like, we're all on the thir- week 13. I'm just going to like mute the TV and just narrate him with a southern accent. That's going to be so hey, much fun. Bernie, maybe yeah, the southern accent is when we throw in a certain picture. Oh, hell yes. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to drop that. It's going to be so wonderful. Speaking of a game that's not going to be so wonderful, uh, we have the Bears and the Jags on the list here and uh i have to ask you to pick so i'm gonna ask double first i'm riding with the bears i told you guys a few weeks ago don't to be surprised if at the end of the season the bears are nine and seven they're close they're seven and seven they've won uh two or three straight fuck that one up uh but the jags suck <laughs> they've lost 13 straight so either way um Montgomery, 100-plus yards in three of his last four. The Jags are 22nd against the run for yards per carry and 30th in yards allowed per game. Trubisky has been pretty decent in three straight games. He has a 95-plus rating in all of those. And, yeah, 
Easy one. Take the Bears. So if the Jags win this game, does that put the Jets back in top spot? It would. Okay. All right. So that's kind of an important game. Unless the Jets were also (laughs) two. No, it's 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 not not an important game. The Bears are going to win this. They've won... Like like Double said, two two straight, and once again we talk about the runs of games that that these teams have been on this year, and the Bears have won two straight. They're probably going to win a third straight. David Montgomery, like we said uh, earlier when we were talking also about Tennessee, David Montgomery has been this team's workhorse, and he has had uh, 146 last week and 113 the week before. They're going to run the football again against the Jags, um, Mitchell Trubisky has looked good enough to be fine, and this defense has showed why the Bears are even as good as they are. It's because of this defense. The offense tries not to lose games, and the defense wins games against the Jaguars. They should have no problem. As we got our last word in here on the Jags, just want to reiterate again, Minshew for Massachusetts 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'm the on the recruiting trail, but this week it's you. I respect the hustle, Dubs. I respect the hustle. So, Bengals and Texans. Each team not great, but does show flashes sometimes. So this is another one of those games where I'm kind of interested to see who you pick. And I think Meech I have or- my idea, but yeah, I was going to say, let's go Meech first. Yeah, I'm curious to see who you have in this one, but I was also going to say I'm curious to see what the betting line is. I haven't looked at it. I don't know if you have, Meech, but that may sway my pick. Hmm. Really? You're going to let a betting line sway your pick? Yes, because it depends how heavy the public is on the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Texans. You know, they don't have a defense, but the Bengals don't even have that great of an offense. As we saw last week, they won, but it, I mean, Ryan Finley had a subpar performance. They, and uh, the Texans have a much better offense. Also, they apparently have 2004 David Johnson back, so we should be clicking. Yeah, Houston allowed five five plus sacks in three straight games. I expect that streak to come to an end. Deshaun Watson could get comfortable in the pocket, and they pick up a win. Okay, so we discussed earlier that the Steelers are on a downward trend. Do we think they'll lose to the Colts? 100% going with the Colts. Indianapolis three-game win streak, Pittsburgh three-game losing streak. That scares me, makes me want to pick the Steelers, but I'm sticking with my gut. Jonathan Taylor, 80-plus rushing yards on the three-game win streak. Rivers has a rating of 115 on the three-game win streak, and the Colts have only allowed 16 sacks this season which is second in the NFL, and Pittsburgh has 40 sa- 47 sacks this season, which is good for first. So that will be a good battle to watch between the two fronts. Yeah, but- I'm also taking the Colts here. Uh, what's it time for, though? It's time for the weather minute because playing outside, once again, it shouldn't play a factor. 38 degrees, it's going to be cold. But that's not too bad. I mean, it's not it's it's not even it's just partly cloudy, 38 degrees, nothing exciting, no rain, no sleet, no snow. So it shouldn't play too much of a factor. Colts should win. Uh, Steelers have looked like crap. They're going against one of the better defenses in the league and a team that just is winning games that they should win, um, which seems weird to say. But there's there's like three or four teams that are doing that right now that look to be the, the, the cream of the crop. So I'm, I'm going to take the Colts here against the Steelers, and uh, Browns might take Browns might take this division. Let's go! This I hope they do. That'd be fucking awesome. Minute. With Meech. 
Broncos, Chargers. Don't do it. Don't do it. Chargers, Birdie. You on your team this week? <sighs> you guys are exhausting. Bolts, bolts, bolts. San Diego, <laughs> Super Chargers. <laughs> You guys are exhausting. No, I do actually think the Chargers will beat the Broncos. I don't think it's going to be by much, though. But so I the do Broncos think have six quarterbacks out. Justin Herbert is currently on the longest streak in NFL history for 300-yard games by a rookie. I don't expect that streak to come to an end. Drew Locke won't be able to keep up. San Diego wins. L.A. Fuck that. They're San Diego. Yeah, we shall we shall refer to them as the San Diego Chargers. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Although their stadium did just get demolished like last weekend, but forevermore they shall be the San Diego Chargers. Still in my mind, no one in LA cares about for sure. So for sure, yeah. I mean, Uh, yeah, the Chargers are going to win. Broncos, I don't know. They, you never know what you're going to get there in mixed bag. I think the Chargers will pull it out, but it'll, it'll be a close game for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I mean, also both sad boy faces, Drew Locke <laughs> and Justin Herbert. You should be on yeah. sad boy face watch. Maybe play the sad boy face drinking game. game. Absolutely. Although smoking maybe don't because you might fucking die from Let's alcohol. Let's do a smoking bleeding. game then. I'm down. I'm so down. We'll do it before the show. We'll just fucking sit there yeah, and just ch- puff ch- away. Hey, then Drew sh- Locke. Be careful, buddy. You're rising up the sad boy ranks. <laughs> you are rising yeah. up the sad boy Big ranks. Big sad boy contender to cro- crack the top two. <laughs> yeah, with Herbert, we haven't seen with a Herbert lot of Danny Dimes. Winning, bro. Yeah, no, we, we haven't seen, seen him. Danny no, we haven't. I mean, I don't know if he can compete with first team all pro sad boy Daniel Jones, but he might. <laughs> first team all pro sad boy. I love that. I love how we've created anytime an entire see, like subcategory of football player. Anytime I see a fuck, it's only quarterbacks. It's a subcategory yeah. of quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> anytime I see a picture of Daniel Jones, I'm gonna write first team All Pro sad boy on it. For on sure. Twitter. Uh, see, I gotta stop saying that, guys. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure, Molly. For sure. All right. <laughs> we got a few more games to get through, so let's power through them. And one of them, I've got a bold pick. Um, it is not this game. However, that's Eagles-Cowboys. Who you picking, Meech? I'm going to my birds again. They disappointed last week, but this Cowboys team is dog shit. Yeah. And yep. despite them being able to run, uh, the, the Cowboys, that is, uh, and they're probably going to gash us in the run game because that's what teams do. You got gashed through the air last week. I mean, I went to gash. We lost by like one touchdown, dude. Like Tyler I, had 400 yards. Oh, that's fine. Everyone has 400 yards. Like that's getting gashed. It is it's getting, getting gashed, gashed when you only lose by one possession, bro. That's not getting gashed uh, through the air. Yeah, through the air. I think it's fair to say you get gashed. <laughs> I think that's fair, man. You know, I, I, I want to be supportive of you because I know what you're going through, but I'm just saying. Double Your run right. defense was actually good last week. No rebuttal? I don't agree with you guys. <laughs> anyway, um, Zeke, Zeke is going to gash us. If he's not back, Polar will gash us. Not the point. The point is I'm picking my Eagles. Jalen Hurts is the difference maker here, and I think we're going to be the spoiler of the Cowboys' playoff hopes. I, I actually that agree be, with you. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I agree with you 100%. Absolutely. That's my Super Bowl this year. 
(laughs) (laughs) There are certain teams that you hate just so much as rivals. Uh, As a Dodgers fan, I hate the San Francisco Giants. They are the worst. Eagles and Cowboys, right there. Right there. I I feel the same animosity towards the fucking Cowboys. No team pisses me off more than the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm that way with fucking the Flyers. No one pisses me off. More than the Philadelphia Flyers. I fucking, I fucking hate that. Could have fooled me, dude. I thought it was the Capitals. No, I don't. I don't hate. All right, hold on. Let's style, let's style this back. Let's style this back. Let me explain. I don't hate Washington oh sports God. teams. What does his? I hate Washington sports fans. Him. I don't hate Washington sports teams. I hate Washington sports teams fans. The teams are fine. I respect the teams. Like, you know, Ovechkin's a good player. You better. You, you know? got a fucking T-shirt with his name on it coming your way. Nah, nah. I ain't got to respect that shit. I'm doing that because I lost a bet. Relax, bro. Let's not get carried away. Let's not get carried I away. I heard someone loves Ovechkin. God. No, I <laughs> and the, don't. And the Chargers. <laughs> Almost as much as that sad boy likes the Chargers. <laughs> Fuck off. So... <laughs> Let's move it on to the Rams. Well, you got so fucking toxic in the last minute. I feel like oh, so toxic. Did you pick the, the Eagles here? Who did you pick? I yeah, who are you picking? Eagles. Oh, my God. Dubs, stop it. You're encroach- encroachment on the defense. Your run game has actually been pretty solid the last couple weeks, despite you pitching about Sanders all year. It has been on the back of Jalen Hurts, not Sanders. But yeah, I was gonna whole, say stop. Yeah, I'll stop. preface that. But they, the, again, the run game has been great. Dallas can't stop it. The only hope is, like they had with San Francisco, is forcing turnovers. So if you guys can hold on to the ball, which I think you can, you guys should pick up the. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one area where Jalen Hurts has helped. He doesn't take these horrible sacks, although he took two on the last drive last week going up against the Cardinals. That killed me. That about killed me. But he hasn't been doing that as much as Wentz has, um, and so I think that's going to be the difference, honestly, in this game, and I think we're just going to edge him out. Okay, are we done being toxic? Is it done? Are we done? Are we ever? Okay, anyway, let's move on to the Let's move on. Let's move on to the Rams Seahawks. Good point, Meach. Never ending yeah. shit cycle. Good point, Meach. Way to go, yeah. bud. So I pat myself on the back there. <laughs> All right, Rams Screaming Seahawks. Into the mic the last few fucking talks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Screaming into the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's alright. I'm trying to mix it as we go so it doesn't blow people's eardrums out. If it does, I'm fucking sorry. It's not my fault. It's Meach's fault. Meach is angry. I'd rather turn, Angry Meech is back. Angry Meech is back. Angry Meech is back. Remember Angry Meech from the Overwatch angry days? Angry Meech is angry. <laughs> all right. All right. I've been trying to do this for the last like minute and a half. Rams, Seahawks, double, go. Uh, Seahawks, the Rams just lost to the Jets. Man. That's unacceptable. That's it. I take it Meech is taking the Seahawks as well. Yeah, although the Rams right win, I think the Seahawks are just a better team. Um, Rams are 4-0 following a loss this season, but I think that streak is going to end. This Seahawks defense has had three – or the last four games has allowed fewer than 20 points, and I think that they'll do it again. Um, 
in Seattle and the Seahawks, despite there being no home field advantage, do play better at their home stadium. I think that the Seahawks will win this game. Okay. Titans Packers. Tits pack. Tits Packers. Tits pack. Tits pack. Tits pack. Tits pack. <laughs> what the fuck just happened to you? Tits pack. So. Tits pack. Tits pack. <laughs> <laughs> like a broadcaster announcing this game. I don't like, know why that's so funny, but it's fucking hysterical. I think the Packers are gonna win this week. Speaking of Tits Pack, because uh, the fucking Packers Jim Ross impression. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. After we finish this slate of games, I have to bring up wrestling because <laughs> right before I hopped in the shower, I got. Baked, hopped in the shower, came out of the shower. And wrestling was on. AEW I was watching the Celtics. Yes, the I game. was watching the Celtics, and yeah. we fucking it was on while I was finishing up my fucking notes, dude. I was yep. like, yeah. So anyway, we have to talk about that after we have two more games to get to. So the Packers. Okay. I, hope saw, I hope we saw the same thing. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> Packers, um, one of the top four teams probably in the NFL. Um, definitely one of the top two teams in the NFC. I think they're going to win, although the Titans outdoors at Lambeau, their game travels. The weather <laughs> minute does. speaks like this. It's going to be 30. Uh, there's 40% chance of precipitation in the form of snow, uh, and that should set up good for the Titans to run the ball down the Packers' throats. However, Packers, Lambeau, stupid record. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but it's, it's something stupid at Lambeau. I'm taking the pack this week. Our first different game this week. Oh, oh, let's no. go. Hell yeah, let's go. I am riding the Derrick Henry coattails. I expect him to go into a cold one in Lambeau and, like you said, run it down the Packers' throat. I think Tannehill performs surprisingly well in a marquee matchup against Aaron Rodgers and proves that he has been a top 10 quarterback over the last two years. And... I yeah, like I said, fucking let's go Titans. Mike Vrabel's gonna march into Lambo and win this fucking game. Should be a great game. I'm excited for that game. Yeah, I that's that's like the game that I have circled. But I yeah. also have the next game circled. Last week, my bold pick was in favor of Meech's team. This week, my let's bold go. pick let's go. is in favor let's of Bubbles team. I don't know why. I just have this really really strong gut feeling that the pats are the patriots melt meach gibson's the patriots are going to defeat the bills i again i don't know why but i have this strong feeling in my gut which has misled me before but i'm going with it i'm picking the pats what about you well i know you're picking nubs i know you're picking nubs i appreciate you joining the dark side we will we will be on the patriots together what Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. The, the Bills have been running high. They've been running mighty. Everyone is on the Bills right now. I expect that to come crashing down. They play like dog shit in Gillette. They they just they play like dog shit in Gillette. Belichick's got their fucking number. Josh Allen's probably going to throw a couple picks, despite Stefan Gilmore going down with a season-ending injury. J.C. Jackson got snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Fuck you, Pro Bowl. Eight interceptions this season. That's good for second in the NFL. It's all right. I hear you guys have a special teamer who's amazing. We do. Matthew Slater. <laughs> receiver, technically, though, so that wouldn't matter. 
why the Pro Bowl doesn't matter. Yep, why the Pro Bowl doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you're taking the Patriots here. I am taking the Bills. We will differ in this game. There's no 6% chance anymore. And like you know you said, why? Team, that's why I'm taking them. That's what I was such, literally about to such say. such a Patriots move to be out of the playoffs and then we'll come out and beat the fucking 11 and 3 Bills. Who it's not just even just that. Rolling. It's not even just that, Dubs. Like, it's the kind of thing where, like, sometimes when a team, like, knows the show is over, like, they just fucking go at it. Like, Players they're just so pissed. for their jobs. Yeah, and they just fucking go. go well. That's and why I'm doing it. And what I think might happen, Belichick might start letting a couple of the younger players just kind of go. And it might, like, Buffalo might not be ready for the personnel they see. Yeah, that's, like, literally, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's why I'm picking them. Like, if I had to, like, give a reason, that's really it. Like, I've seen it happen it was... so many times with other teams. Now, let's talk about <laughs> AEW wrestling. Yes, I am so curious. I... I come out the shower baked, and you get baked, you take a shower, and you feel on cloud nine. Yeah. Bro, okay, and- let me set the stage where I was at. I was fucking doing my notes. I'm, I, my face comes out of the bong. The smoke is rising. I peer through the smoke, and Mitch, this is what I see. Go ahead, take it away. An out-of-shape Chris Jericho <laughs> headlining... <laughs> This joke of a tag team match. And I don't know if wrestling has always been this bad or, you know, maybe I'm just stupid, but I was thinking. So I'm watching an out of shape Chris Jericho in a tag team match. And I just am laughing. And thank God JR was there because I I was listening to the old announcer from back at the WWF days. Yeah. And it was just making me happy to hear his voice. But other than that, I don't, I don't know why people watch wrestling. It was just so ludicrous. It wasn't even fun. And so I was thinking, back when I used to watch wrestling, I was like young. I was in elementary school. Yeah. But we had awesome characters. We did, dude. Undertaker, Mankind, the Rock. Cactus Jack, uh, Dude Love. The That's Rock. That's all one guy. Three I know. Three of those are one guy. I remember <laughs> The Rock. You had Kane, Stone Cold. You had um, D-Generation X. It will never Dude. be, and it will never. Like, it's never been as good as it was back then. Like no, because even like even like your like like bottom roster guys, like Mosh and Thrash, like they were still fun. Yeah, to Mosher watch. and Thrash. Yeah, remember them? Yeah, like even they were fun. Like, and they were like bottom it. roster guys. And then you had like Gold Dust and like a bunch of shit. You know, so, yeah, I'm with you. And like even- me and my roommate talk about it all the time. It'll never be the same. And even WCW was amazing. Like when WCW oh my God. was at its apex. WCW with WWF. was so it was almost better than WWF at its apex because you had it was better yeah, than WWF. You had Sting, they had the, the Giant, they had yeah, they had Bret Rick Hart Nash. over there. You had yeah. uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. when he was over there was so fun also, to watch. My favorite wrestler of Killed all the time, guy. Randy the Macho Man Savage, oh, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bone size. Oh, Randy. yeah. Step into a Slim Jim. I got you oh, for three yeah. minutes. Even, like, even those guys who didn't have a shtick, like The Undertaker, Mankind, yeah. Stone Cold. Well, The Undertaker had a shtick. You had... I mean, he had a shtick, but like that's just like your normal guy. Yeah. Now it's just everyone's so plain. Yeah. Like, you don't have any person. You. Yep. You had Ric Flair. Yeah, Nature Boy. Eighty-year-old Ric Flair. Back in my day, he was eighty. I like, know. I know. Limousine riding, jet flying. Yeah, dude. I'm so I'm watching this. <laughs> I'm having I'm a hard like, time holding these alligators. 
I'm like, what the hell happened to wrestling, and why is it more popular than it's ever been? Because it was it was dog shit. Yeah, I, I think it's it's what's happened is they just don't have like as good of entertainers. I mean, I think you could argue the athletes are just as good as they've ever been, but as far as like being entertainers, like we were really spoiled. We had the rock. And like, the thing is like, when I was a kid, I was like, Oh, the rock is whatever. But if you go back and watch the him, rock was fucking he was, electric. He was amazing. Like, like I'll go every hang time out with he had Sked. a blank in his hand. Yeah. TV. I'll go hang out with sked sometimes. And like, we'll just watch old, like the rock YouTube compilations. And it's fucking amazing. Like some of the shit that he says is just like, one, what the fuck are you talking about? And two, this is so fucking entertaining. Because, like, I love that thing he used to do where he'd be like, what's your name, son? And then before they speak, he'll go, it doesn't matter what your name is. Like, it doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> it's so fucking good, man. Like, he was so amazing. And, like, that's where I think the big difference is. Because I think the wrestling, when it happens, because it seems like it takes much longer to get to now. But when it does happen, it's just as good as it's always been. It's just that, like, the no, people man, aren't as entertaining. Seem as eventful. Like, you had huge rivalries back in the day. For sure. Mankind and Undertaker hated each other. And oh, yeah. always had the best matches. So did Stone alive. Cold and Undertaker. Hell like, in they a were cell, at it, dude. All these crazy-ass matches. And then you had, like, the mainstream one that was kind of less extreme. But the Rock and Stone Cold absolutely hate each other it yep. made great tv yeah it was wonderful. and then you had dgen x which you have was vince awesome. mcmahon running the show also being like the best heel in the business yeah he was so good back in the day man dude with his like posse of like boss man dude. <laughs> yeah yeah the boss man was amazing i heard somebody say this the other day the fucking conor mcgregor money strut that's fucking vince mcmahon yep a hundred percent yep that's so fucking true that is vince mcmahon a hundred percent. Oh, dude. And you know who we even forgot to mention back in the day was fucking Goldberg, dude. Like Goldberg was one of those guys who was like kind of plain, but he was fun as shit to watch wrestle, dude. But even he had like, he had moxie and he just would yeah. stare at you and then he'd do the spear, dude. Yeah, and, like, the spear just, was has fucking gnarly. And they have the fucking sparks coming at him in his entrance. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. And like entrances, like, oh my God. I know. Like, everything. And I don't know if it's because I was a kid. Or, but like I'm high right now. Like that should be my experience. <laughs> they it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. No. True. I agree that's, with that's, you. That's it. I came out of the shower. I was high as fuck, and I was like, even I'm not buying this fake ass shit. <laughs> and I'm high. Yeah. No. I I agree with you, man. Wrestling is not as good as it used to be. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about, boys? Nah. I'm Fucking. Good. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy the show. Fucking, this was a long one. We'll be back to the normal schedule next week. Yeah, yeah. After after Dubs is done being a bitch, we'll be back on the normal. Whoa, I'm, whoa, I'm back, whoa! I'm back to ripping bogs and ripping you a new fucking asshole on the mic. So <clears throat> let's go. All right, boys. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. It's been a pleasure. Follow us on all the social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. It's all Stone Sports Podcast. Say goodbye, fellas. Peace. Later.